and welcome to Thriving in Business. And as part of the Inspirational and Pioneering Women series, we have an awesome guest this week. I know I say that every week, but I'm genuinely so excited by the incredible women coming and sharing their unique stories as part of this series. So this week, it is my absolute pleasure to introduce Kay Jones. Kay is an experienced historian, author, and teacher, and is the founder of Historian, telling stories out of incredible women straight from the archives, putting women's history front and center. Kay does incredible work through research, writing, curriculum audits, talks, public education, and training to give you an authentic and well-rounded view of the past to build a more equal future. The work Kay does is incredible, and I always eagerly anticipate her latest find from the archives. If you're interested and intrigued in how Kay ended up with such a unique business and paved this path for herself, then tune in, because today is going to be a good one. You're listening to Thriving Business with me, Kirsty Waite, the podcast that unpacks the realities of creating a business you love. It is my mission to help you become more confident, empowered, and intentional about how you create your business, allowing you to create fulfillment, freedom, and success from your business, whatever that means to you. Each week, I'll be showing up to help share and inspire you to create a business where you can thrive. So let's dive in. Hello, Kay, and a warm welcome to the show. Thank you, Kirsty. Thank you. That was very kind, by the way. Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) It's always an absolute pleasure to talk to you. So, for the people listening and listening to that intro, you have such a unique business. Do you want to share a little snippet of what it is that you do with the historian? Oh, it it is. It is niche. Um, It it is pretty unique. Um, So... The main kind of the essence of the business really is I'm working with educational publishers, teachers, schools, uh, teacher training centers, specifically on history. So I'm trying to diversify, decolonize the curriculum and like you say, really put women specifically front and center. And that is a niche when we when people talk to me about should I niche should I not like that is the most most niche business ever it take is. me back to the point where you went I know what I need to be doing I need to be in the archives digging around and sharing this information at what point did you choose that, that this was going to be your business I don't think I chose my business I think my business chose me um I am all in on this. There's no plan B. This way or it's no way. And I've been working on this for as long as I can remember. I mean, straight out of uni, I was writing books and trying to get freelance writing gigs. At the time, it was really difficult to specialise in women's history because it just wasn't that popular. It really wasn't. Um, Things have changed a lot in the last five, ten years. Um, but 15 years ago, it really wasn't. And I've just spent, yeah, I mean, that whole time since focusing on this, trying to get to a point where I could do it full time. And here I am. Yeah, There was never any any other option for me. There just wasn't. I love it. You don't have a plan B. This is it. So what have the challenges been? Because you have, you've picked a path that is not very well trodden as you say there's there's no one else out there doing 
what you set out to do. So what are the challenges that you've come across on this journey over the last 10, 15 years? Uh, many, there've been many. Um, there've been mindset challenges. Uh, you know, I don't know enough. History is fast, isn't it? So you can always you can always learn something new. Um, so there's been issues around. Well, I don't have enough knowledge yet, so I can't do anything. Um, I've had to deal with that. I've had to deal with as well not really finding other people with the same business, which would give you some sense of direction maybe. If you could see someone else who's done it, then you know that you can do it. But that wasn't really a thing either. So there's had to be some bravery, some courage mm-hmm. work done there to just go out and do things, just say things. Yeah. Um, and then because I have such wide interests, there's issues around, I think, time management. I think probably most freelancers deal with that anyway. But, um, yeah, issues around, well, how am I going to spend my time? Where am I really going with all this? Um, And how can I be intentional? Because, like so many other freelancers, it's not just me with the business. I've got a family and a life or trying to have a life. I mean, history really is my life. But, you know, let's say for the sake of argument, (laughs) I can't just do it seven days a week. So, yeah, there's been, there's been lots of challenges and, and, and there's ongoing challenges, uh, but feel free to do it anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And you said in there, uh, there's been some bravery and it absolutely has taken some bravery to do what you're doing. What is has been the scariest step on this journey for you, do you think? Um, the scariest step was probably two, two and a half years ago. I had retrained um, as a history teacher, a secondary history teacher, and there was a point at which I knew I had to really go all in on this business. I couldn't do both. I couldn't have one foot in teaching, one foot in this. I had to make a decision and just go with one. Um, And that was probably the scariest bit. Obviously, I picked this. um, And the second that I did... It was like all my reality changed around me. Everything just slotted into place. Everything was yeah. fine, but I had to be brave enough to say, right, I'm all in on this and there is no plan B. Yeah. And after that, everything just got easier. When you talk there about you had a foot in each boat, I think I come across that so often. And even on my business journey, like it's being brave enough to get in the boat you really want to be in, isn't it? And I think once you do, and like you say, this is the only thing for you now. This is, there's no plan B, this is it. You figure it out, you make it work. But sometimes it takes that that push for you to get in the boat before it actually all falls into place, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. And then sometimes you think, you know, you want to stay safe. You want to stay in the things that you know, but that's not always the bit you're supposed to be in. You know, it's not always supposed to be easy and you've got to be okay with that. Yeah. And I think being okay with that, sometimes is a process in itself isn't it and I think we especially when you think of the industry you're in and the work you're trying to achieve not many other people's doing it so to actually take a leap from uh, what's probably seen as a safe job in education as a teacher to paving this new business for yourself that's virtually unknown like that's quite a scary leap isn't it did you did you get any judgment or any comments from your family about this the route that you took? 
Um, no, to be honest, everyone's always been really, really supportive. Um, I think everyone was surprised when I said I was going to go into teaching because everyone knew me in the family as a person who was always writing, um, yeah. not doing something like that um you know I'd written four books by that point for instance so it seemed yeah. like I was doing something really out of the ordinary by going into teaching um so when I turned around and said yeah I don't think this is for me um I think I'm being called elsewhere everyone was like oh brilliant get on with it. <laughs> um, so that was yeah. helpful because you do need support don't you you do yeah. need this um around you what drew you to teaching then um, it sounds really naive now when I look back on it. I um, I kind of felt like I'd amassed a lot of knowledge and the best thing to do with it was to go and use it. And I had this really rose-tinted idea that the curriculum would be really different and it would be super... <laughs> um, like equitable and there'd be lots of women in the spec and there'd be lots of you know different kinds of histories in there and I got there and I was like wow they're still using the same textbooks um so it wasn't really <laughs> as I thought it would be and I mean that in the nicest possible way towards teachers right teachers do an amazing job what I, my criticism is always leveled towards the department for education it's not mm. the staff um, yeah. but yeah what I found was that really things hadn't moved on that much and then if you wanted to be radical as I mm. did and still do you, you were going to struggle shall we say it wasn't yeah really going to be easy so did that drive your desire then to step outside of that and do what you do now? Because you kind of come at it from the other angle now, aren't you? To try and implement and bring those stories of incredible women back from history in, up to the front and have those conversations. Yeah, definitely. Definitely did. Um, and it definitely, if, if anything, it galvanised me, me because I could see all of the issues for myself I like I had what I would describe as almost an out-of-body experience at a high school up in Bolton um when I was doing my teacher training we we were teaching the transatlantic slave trade and I happened to be at a school that is racially very diverse there were about 75% of kids in every class are global majority kids. And so I'm standing there at the front and teaching this, and it was almost like stepping outside of my own body. And I said to myself, this is the only time that the black children in this classroom are going to see people who look like them in the five years that they're going to study history in this school. That's not good enough what what can be done what can you do what can you do um and that's what it felt like all the time but like there's got to be better ways and if people won't listen here then I'm sure there'll be other ways other opportunities other people and doors to knock on um and as soon as I started really thinking about that like I say everything just sort of fell into place I'm very blessed very lucky yeah when and that's that story that you said you've mentioned there it's incredible that we're still living like that isn't yeah. it and that these children aren't seeing and hearing about people about that they can relate to in history 
Yeah, that's it's crazy. So when you stepped out of that role then and into the business that you now run, how does that feel from a sense of achievement perspective? Like, do you get, are you less frustrated? Do you feel like you're having an impact? Like what, how does that feel being on the other side? There's definitely impact. Um, and there's definitely, there's actually some really great work being done at the top level. There really is. Um, and, and I can't say that there isn't because that would not be, not be accurate at all. Um, so yeah, it does. It, it feels really good, but I, because I'm not in a classroom, I don't get to see the trickle-down effect of that, which would yes. be nice. So mm-hmm. I can't say to the full extent what that impact looks like, but but it's, you know, I've met some incredible people doing incredible work and I've, you know, I've got to work on things like GCSE history. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so, incredible. Yeah, I'm massive highlights, huge highlights. I am, like I say, very blessed. How did the industry take you when you stepped out full of this? ambition to change it a northern woman a northern young white woman let's say stepping out and trying to change this which is such a huge thing to change how were you received it's been mixed um (laughs) sometimes really well um and sometimes not so well you've got to understand as well that generally the people who do like diversity, equity, initiatives in education, generally they are people who look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that is a sad fact of it. It's, it's generally people from marginalised backgrounds who then have the burden of this work to try and fix mm-hmm. the problems that they haven't caused. Um, yeah, yeah. So that, that, yes, quite often I do, and I have met some really, really wonderful people. Um but yeah, sometimes I've said things that have, have ruffled feathers, of course. Especially about like people like Churchill, Winston Churchill. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Know, someone's got to say them and, I, and I'm happy to be the person to say them. <laughs> I love your bravery. All the way along your story, it is just being brave about this is what you think and this is what you stand for. And you're not scared to say that. And I think that's we need more people like that, for sure. Um, so when we when you look back over what you've achieved and what what's kind of what's been the highlight for you? What's been that biggest achievement that you've had since the whole journey of creating this incredible unique business? Oh, I don't know. There's there's been so many. Um, I took um, Sophie Cross's wonderful advice about keeping a smile file. So every time I get really nice feedback or I get a really good opportunity, it goes in there so that, you know, when you are having those days where you think, oh, just, you know, today I'm not feeling it or you don't get something that you really wanted because that happens to everyone, you can go back and have a little flick through and think, well, it's not all, you know, it's not always time. There's great things going on. Um, Getting to work on GCSE history is definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, because that's the baby, isn't it? I mean, that's like yeah, golden goose yeah. for me. Um, yeah, so that that's been really exciting. There's a few super exciting things that I can't say right now <laughs> that I'll be able to say soon. Oh, that sounds exciting. Uh, yeah, and I'm starting to put together an online school for history as well. So that's really really exciting. 
That is really exciting. I love it. And if anyone isn't already part of your newsletter, what they find is lots of cool stories from the archives that you dig up about incredible women and share. What's been the most surprising or unusual thing that you've found uh, from the archives that you have come across, do you think? Oh, um, one of the like most radical things from my thinking was discovering that patriarchy is more than a wishy-washy concept that modern feminists and second wave feminists used, right? It's got a history. You can trace it back to a specific time, a specific place. Um, that honestly blew my mind and I was well out of the education system when I discovered that the extent of um women's omission is also still like mind-blowing um I mean we call it just in STEM alone we call it the Matilda effect but really like when you start to go back and you realize how many women being forgotten how many women have been deliberately written out have been erased it is honestly mind-blowing it is so much bigger than you think it's going to be it women have such a history that we have no access to for the most part it is massive it goes back thousands of years and most of us don't know anything about it and that to me is just constant it's a constant source of inspiration but it's also just blows my mind on a near daily basis it really does yeah and that's why I love talking to you right because you tell me stuff and I find stuff out even your posts and your newsletter is a constant source of education for me and it's like it's so inspiring I love it so what does the future look like what is the goal what is the next big thing like what is your mission you know what things are always changing for me um and there are I don't know I don't really know how to describe it I guess it's like I'm that's what I'm really starting to think about I'm starting to realize now that the ambitions that I had maybe in the first year they're just too small <laughs> it's time to go bigger. yay go bigger yeah because what I found is that you know it's easy when you're freelancing to think that you're the only person who really cares about the thing that you're doing and when you're going out there particularly on places like LinkedIn and through my newsletter I'm meeting people there are so many people who are well into this stuff with me they're right there with me right people like you you're all holding my hand (laughs) and so I feel like I owe it to all of us to do more and that's really what I'm thinking about now what is that going to look like um what am I really building in the next in the next two years five years ten years I'm definitely Mm. in a transitional space so I can't say for definite um but I am definitely going bigger than I thought that (gasps) you know I mean really at one time just getting my goal was like to get a thousand followers on LinkedIn at one time and you know that was so 2020 we've moved on yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, what, that's what I mean it's really difficult to I feel like we've yeah. just got to keep pushing bigger and higher all the time yeah I love that so if people want to come and support you follow that journey see what happens where can they come and find you uh, they can find me on LinkedIn um the historian they can find me on Substack also the historian um, I'm not really anywhere else um yeah 
But yeah, I post most days on LinkedIn and I post every Thursday on Substack. So you get a new story from the archive, a new twist, a new perspective. Mm. Um, this week, it's all about that testosterone fest that we call 1066. <laughs> yes, your email literally just comes through as we started recording yes. this. So yes. I'm off to read that. So <laughs> yes, I would genuinely recommend for entertainment and education value, <laughs> go and sign up. I'll share all your links in the show notes so people can come and easily find you. But thank you so, so much, as always, Kay, for being a delight and sharing your incredibly unique business. And thank you to the listeners that have showed up this week. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you. You have been listening to Thriving in Business with me, Kirsty Witt. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please do hit subscribe or leave a review. If you're looking for more help and support to build your amazing business, come and join my community. The link is below in the show notes. And I will see you next week for the next episode of Thriving in Business.